0: You're listening to the Baby Dust Fertility Podcast, and I'm your host, Hannah Bowers. Now on to the show. Welcome back to the Baby Dust Fertility podcast. I hope that you've had just a great start to your Monday. Um, for those of you who have been active and, and engaging our community, hello. It's it's nice to be back sharing more great info with you and just chatting today. Um But as always, I tell you this every episode, but I get so excited for each one of these guests that we sit down with, because I think it's just incredible to hear just the passion and the expertise being shared on this podcast. And so today is going to be no less exciting. We're welcoming Dr. Kilt onto the show. Welcome. Thank you for taking some time out of your busy schedule just to be with us.
1: Hannah, it is my pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm looking forward to a really insightful conversation, both sides.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, it's been wonderful following you. You have a great Instagram presence. Your information on your website is something that we in our community have shared regularly. Um, it's just so thorough and so thoughtful, which is something that I personally appreciate, you know, great information. It can go so far to just helping people make that next decision on their journey. And so thank you for that. Um, but When we start these shows, one of the things that I always love to ask, just because it kind of gives a little bit of, um, I don't know, I think I'm curious, but, you know, fertility is an interesting specialty. Sometimes people enter their career and that's their end game. Other times it seems like they kind of come to it by some side streets. What about you? How did you arrive here? Was this your plan?
1: Um, Let's see. I broke a leg at age 19 and um, I met a doctor that inspired me. I was a street kid, couldn't read, uh, kicked out of school in a gang, father in jail uh, growing up. And, um, but I was inspired by this doctor to become a doctor. And I thought I wanted to go into family practice. I went to UC Davis, and uh, but there I met some OBGYN doctors that I was inspired by. It looked really cool and fun and loved taking care <laughs> of uh, women, delivering babies. I was spectacular. Um, and then um, I actually wound up doing a year of internal medicine first <laughs> and then going into OBGYN. And, um, and then when I finished my, my residency, I just went and practiced general OBGYN because I really loved it. And then one day someone called me and said, you want to do an REI fellowship, which is reproductive endocrinology mm-hmm. and fertility. And I'd like, hmm, sure. And so it wasn't something I had ever planned to do. And I just went back to LA, did a two-year fellowship, in uh, 91 to 93. And, uh, I practiced for a couple of years at, uh, in the uh, Berkeley area and I wasn't loving it. I actually decided to go back to general OBGYN. I moved to upstate New York. I live in Skinny Atlas. I practiced in Auburn, New York for a couple of years uh, in OBGYN, started fertility practice. And then I wound up moving to Syracuse where I I grew my practice uh, and eventually gave up OB, gave up GYN and only focused on fertility world. And so here I am, owner director of CNY Fertility Center is one of the, I think, global leaders mm-hmm. in fertility care, where we integrate Eastern Western medicine, mm-hmm. but we also focus on affordability and access for everyone, no matter your size, shape, age, weight, anyone.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think that's incredible because especially in this day and age where, you know, a lot of the conversations we've had on this show were are with doctors and nurse practitioners who have been working, but felt that they couldn't integrate. Anything outside of main Western medicine as their practice, so I love that. I love hearing that and the appreciation there.
1: Well, I'm a standard doc, and then about 20 plus years ago, I started integrating acupuncture and yoga and meditation, prayer. I started delving into those things myself mm-hmm. personally because of some personal problems and issues, mm-hmm. and um, and then I kind of fell into paleo diets and then keto diets, and I've been talking about these for 15, 20 years now and integrating uh, carnivore as a concept also, but keto carnivore for health and and, and wellness and fertility is something I think is really important for for men and women to do to improve their fertility.
0: Mm, Well, I'd love to hover there for a minute, if you don't mind, you know, anytime someone hears keto, I think there's usually some kind of a knee jerk reaction initially, like, oh my goodness, what is this? This is some crazy diet. But, you know, I venture to guess that you've probably seen a lot of success with this. We've seen keto carnivore, both of those be really helpful. Do you mind sharing what those are and maybe a little bit about why you started integrating them into your practice?
1: Well, again, it was accidental. I was just Mm -hmm. doing yoga acupuncture massage and talking to people about positivity. And I wrote a book called the fertile, fertile secret years ago, which is about the secret and the mindset, how critical it is. Mm -hmm. And patients were getting pregnant on paleo diet. So it's like, what's a paleo diet? Well, think of caveman, but it's a high fat diet. And, 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 and through that, I learned more about diet, nutrition, And because I'm a voracious reader, I want to know everything and why they got pregnant on this diet. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I learned about keto. Well, keto is a a state of ketosis, which is a low sugar environment in your bloodstream, which means the ketones show up. They're always there, by the way. Um, But keto and paleo are high fat diets. And so most people don't know that they focus on low carb, but it's high Mm -hmm. fat. And just like Atkins, you know, most people like did these diets to lose weight. I don't care about your weight. I'm here to help reduce inflammation, get you pregnant, have a baby. And bingo, that's happening so much. So I started when I saw it, someone just doing paleo and happened. Then I started learning about keto and I started talking about keto and paleo diets. Um, and then and then I fell into carnivore myself about 13, 14 years ago. I'm like, okay, carnivore only meat? Only meat? Yeah. And I did it personally. And I suffered from arthritis, psoriasis, kidney stones, migraines, ADHD. I just name all the diseases. It doesn't matter. I had it. Carnivore cured them all where keto and paleo mm. didn't do that.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's like my brain fog went away. The fermentation in the gut of um, of plants stopped. So I wasn't making alcohol in my brain, my, my bowels anymore. So my brain functioned the way it's supposed to. And and so Um, You know, my job as a doctor is to give information to help you get pregnant, have a baby or whatever the problem is, maybe even without me, or if it's not happening without with me, what can I do to add other things? I do a lot of nutrition, reproductive immunology. I'm a surgeon. You know, I integrate all these things and try to help you get that that beautiful baby. But for me, the reason we're infertile, we're sick is strictly because of a plant-based lean meat diet low to no fat in our diets and by the way fats from an animal oils are from plants oils are industrial products but fat from an animal is natural from nature and that turns out to suppress inflammation in your gut which since suppresses inflammation systemically then allows your sperm and eggs and, and your uterus and all your reproductive systems to function where before it's not functioning. Right.
0: You know, it's, it's a crazy thought to think about taking it back down to just, you know, to plants. Um, do you, what, if you don't mind, I know that's a huge topic to say, let's dive into plants for a minute, but (laughs) Do you mind kind of like talking about that for a second? Because I think it's so foreign to even think about a plant as maybe not being good for us.
1: Well, okay. I don't want to kill anything. I don't want to kill an animal, but I'll kill a plant. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when you actually eat a plant, it's alive when you eat it. And much of the seeds and nuts and products that you eat and the microbes, bacteria, yeast, and viruses, and other parasites love you. When you eat meat, the, 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 the organ meats or, the, or the, the muscle meat that's from an animal that was properly raised, it has no microbes in it. It doesn't have any of the lectins, oxalates, phytates and the toxins that come with the plants.
0: I don't know if you've noticed over on Instagram, but I have been sharing about a brand new resource that I have available. It's a free ebook called The Condensed Guide to Getting Pregnant. And I wanted to just take a minute today to let you know that it is available for you if you head over to my website, blissberrywellness.com, and click the free ebook tab right there at the top. Now, I have been in the fertility space for five years now, and I've noticed there are some really key things that I continually have to educate on and specific questions that I just find myself answering over and over and over again. And so in this ebook, I actually sit down and break down those top five questions, things like how to identify that you are actually ovulating, what you should focus on and when you should start seeking out extra support. And so. I talk about all of these things in depth in this free ebook, and I wanna make sure that you get your copy as soon as possible. This is an amazing resource. I am so excited to share with you. So head over to my website, blissberrywellness.com, and you can find it there.
1: You know, as I learn about nutrition and the proper human diet, as my good friend Ken Berry likes to say, PhD, is that the proper human diet is a animal-based nutrition not a plant-based nutrition
0: so when you've seen people implement this you know w- what type of changes normally do you do you notice i mean i i would expect that some of the things you mentioned like clarity in mind improved you know reduced digestive upset you know skin issues like those things disappearing but are there like other things obviously you're looking reproductive markers are there things that you've been surprised by um what, what's I, that I'm, like
1: i'm no longer surprised by any of it because i know the secret <laughs> Yeah and and ultimately keto is a high fat diet and you can eat some plants but you got to be careful because that might be the culprit and you have to up the fat so mm-hmm. your your nutrition should be half fat and you could do half protein and plants but again if you're going to eat a plant you want to cook it well minimize and simplify the sugars kill the microbes in it and 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 but i don't recommend it but You can get a wolf. That's why keto, as many people keto, it's up the fat, suppresses inflammation in the gut, which that gut inflammation goes down first. And Mm -hmm. think of the pelvis. I always think of the pelvis as the gutter. The base of the gutter is the bowels. Well, those bowels are fermenting. So the high plant-based fiber-filled diet is fermenting, making heat, alcohol, aldehydes, methane gas, which is damaging your GI tract but it's making the toxins that go through the vessels and eventually make their way into the reproductive organs, including the plant, phytoestrogens, androgens, and Mm -hmm. testosterone, and and progestins. So ultimately you're suppressing your hypothalamus, pituitary, uh, uh, thyroid, the adrenals, and then your ovaries and testicles are damaged. So you suddenly begin to have normal menstrual cycles. You stop having pelvic pain. You stop having bloating. You have uh, regular menstrual cycles. PCOS, plant caused ovarian sickness. If you have PCOS, it's because you're on a plant based lean meat diet, meaning that you're you're focusing on protein and you're focusing on plants, and you're you're eliminating fat that's hmm. deadly. You can lower these two things and up the fat, but if you get rid of the plants. And simply focus on the fatty meat the organ meats the bone marrow the bone broth i think you'll feel the very best
0: Mm -hmm. yeah well i mean you just described the foods that have been you know prized for thousands upon thousands of years by cultures and uh suddenly our modern culture we have this great revolutionary idea to switch things up (laughs) Uh, i feel it's it seems almost like we've we've literally flipped things over We've kind of dumped out the stuff we really need to be eating. And now we're just filling the basin with.
1: And it's thousands of, it's all thousands of years. I mean, we didn't, you know, let's not blame anyone for the fact that we're here, take responsibility in yourself Mm -hmm. to take care of yourself and learn something. And if you're finding yourself not doing great on something, question it and and look at something Mm -hmm. else. But, you know, ultimately for various reasons, we eat plants and we eat some meat and lean meat. Here we are.
0: You know, carnivore, increasing the meat, eating, eating more of the things that we're supposed to be eating, you know, those animal-based foods, getting those in the fats, you know, the things that are so critical for our health. Aside from that, what other things are you, do you normally recommend for implementing at home to improve fertility? Um, Do you feel like the diet is normally enough? Do you feel like there just need, there needs to be other tweaks?
1: I say faith first. Have faith in God. You know, I do meditation and prayer. I do I do some cold water therapy, I like cold showers. But, you know, you don't have to do exercise. I do some light weights. I do pull-ups, push-ups, and sit-ups. But the most important thing is get up and go do something and take care of yourself to take care of your family and your friends and community, the world. That's what we're here to do. And I personally believe in one meal a day is the very best way. Um, you want to let the gut, you want to let the feast the gut and if you eat fatty meat, you want to focus on fatty meat. In my opinion, I say bacon, eggs, butter, beef, and salt. And it doesn't have to be cured bacon. It can be pork belly, beef belly. By the way, there's not only just pork bacon, but there's no such thing as turkey bacon. If you want to eat some chicken, <laughs> roast it with the skin, the organs, and the fat. Got mm-hmm. to eat that. And then you eat that and you rest and digest. So I eat my last, I my meal at night and then I'll I'll rest and I'll digest and, and I might have a little butter. I sometimes have decaf coffee a little bit infrequently. Um, I sometimes have a snack of steak leftover fatty, but not very often. And, um, and that's the very best way. I think, you know, I'd love to do a two day fast, three day fasting a few times a month. I think fasting is food freedom. It's a strength to say, you know, you don't have to be hangry or like, Oh, I'm starving that that's done. And, and, um, And go for a walk with your, your, your dog, your cat, your neighbor, your, you know, your children, whatever it is, but go to work and love your work every day.
0: You really made it simple. And that's one thing that I love is when we, when, you know, like the things that we set out in these shows are simple Like it doesn't require buying some fancy something or, or going out and having to totally change everything you possibly know, but really just investing in some of the basics. I think that's so key for sustainability and for actually living a life that you enjoy.
1: That's so important. And Occam's razor says the simple answer is the one
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and simplicity. And art, by the way, and I, I wanted to mention artwork. I'm a potter. I do painting mm. and a poetry, and I'm you know do a little music, and and whatever you're doing, you're the artist. I think that's mm. the most important thing each human being needs to recognize. And we all have troubles. So everyone has a trouble. Mm. This idea yeah. that you know someone said to me, so we'll talk to kids, And then I went over like you know my life: divorce, uh, depression, mm. job changes, uh, failures. You know, grew up in, you know in, in a gang, kicked out of school, father in jail all the things that were difficult. But these are the gifts that God gives us in order to grow. It's the training grounds of strengthening you. So that's why you want to give it up to God and be grateful for all the things in your life. We're all here to learn something that's unique and different. And we all should spend more time uh, listening to a story. We don't think we're going to believe in rather than automatically reacting. And that's why I ask doctors and scientists, step back, just say, you know what? let me listen to this keto carnivore thing let me look at this paleo and fasting ideas you know maybe what i've been taught isn't right maybe rather than a drug i look at this new dietary nutritional way that people are doing and they don't need me or my drugs but i'm not believing them because rigid loosen up doctors loosen
0: up <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think that's a perfect segue for anyone who's been listening and is loving just hearing you share about all this. Where can they go to connect with you to follow your work?
1: Go to drkilts.com, cnyfertility.com, and you can find all of our links. Go to Amazon. We have a number of books there. Um, and I have a real big uh, uh, book list. And you got a book list, share it. And uh, we always love to share books of positivity and kindness and gratitude and faith and and food. <laughs> we still love food and and um and uh amazon has a bunch of our books on there too and we do i have a cookbook with marie emmerich she's amazing i love marie emmerich and um and she's helped uh, put together a cookbook for us and so we're grateful to that And you go to drkilts.com and thank
0: you Awesome. Well, we'll put all of that in the show notes so that hopefully for those of you who are listening, you can just scroll down wherever it is you're listening. You can find all that right there. Um, but thanks for your time today, Dr. Kiltz. I appreciate you just kind of diving into all of this with us. And Hannah,
1: thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Those of you who have stuck with us to the end, I hope you enjoyed today's show as always. I want to remind you that if you subscribe to the podcast, you'll get notified every single Monday when we put out a new episode. So don't forget to hit that button before you close your phone or your laptop or wherever you're listening today. But with that, we're going to sign off and we'll be back next week. Bye for now. I'd love to connect with you. I love connecting with each and every one of you, hearing your stories and just finding out what topics and resources would be the most helpful to you on the journey. Head over to Instagram. Give me a follow. You can find me at Hannah Bowers, I-N-H-C. I've got all sorts of goodies over there from recipe tutorials to mindfulness exercises to little lifestyle hacks that are going to revolutionize your fertility. So definitely head over there so we can hang out. Hey friends, are you tired of taking your temperature every single morning? Well, I want to introduce you to the temp drop the TempDrop is a wearable fertility monitor that automatically takes your basal body temperature it's compatible with polycystic ovarian syndrome and can even be used postpartum making this an extremely versatile device to have on hand what's great about this monitor is that it will automatically sync with your cell phone app making it simple to take your temperature and track it now you can save on the TempDrop if you head over to tempdrop.com and use the code blissberrywellness